listeners, my name is Yadu from the south side of India and welcome to Machan vs. the World podcast. Hello everybody, we are back and we are staying in Europe again, but we are going from northern Europe to the almost the extreme south to the Balkans, which is one of the most interesting parts of the world for me. And today with us we have Rudmila, or is it Radmila? Blin, I forgot Radmila. to check your name. <laughs> Radmila. <laughs> it's okay, Radmila. Radmila is like, um, I get the rainbow in my mind every time I hear your name, because oh in, Russian, in Russian, it's something similar to that. It's like Rad something. That's the name for the rainbow. So I was like, she's got a really Slavic name. And Macedonia <laughs> is also kind of a Slavic country. And we will talk about that. But one thing that I want to maintain, want to establish in the very beginning is that I'm going to get a lot of disagreements from a lot of people on the way I use the name Macedonia because I can introduce you as the Republic of Macedonia, Northern Macedonia, or the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, which are like <laughs> yeah, a a completely, yeah, completely different and strange names, but we will talk about why that is so. So welcome, Radmila. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you for like um, giving this opportunity to introduce my country in the like the best I can. I hope so. I'm great actually. Um, I'm glad that the 8th of March is coming because we'll have like day off from the faculty. We'll, it will be a relaxing week this the next uh -huh. week. And um, I'm doing pretty much good. What about Brilliant. you? Brilliant. I'm, I'm doing all right too. And um, it's quite a sunny day in Moscow today. We don't usually get that. And um, yeah. I'm quite happy that we are getting a little bit of sun. And um, it was really interesting for me how we met. It's like, it's kind of funny. I was actually making Indian food and as part of the Zhensky Committee at India Week. And there were like two girls helping us like cut the onions, do the dove. And I thought like they were Russians because um, majority of the people, they are Russian. And then I found out one of them was from Serbia and one of them was from North Macedonia. That's how I usually call the country because that's how our media shows it as. And I was like, yeah. wow, we have people from North Macedonia here. And I was like really, really curious to know about it more. So how did you enjoy the Indian food that day? <laughs> it was great actually I like spicy food and I like spices mixed with food and it was great actually to be honest I hope mm -hmm. it will be something uh, else unfortunately I couldn't um, join the Diwali festival mm. it was in, like in Ruden like my roommate was there it was fun she told me a lot of colors food and everything <laughs> yeah typical so... India <laughs> yeah, typically in India. Typically India, yeah. I, I hope so. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So what are you studying here? What are you doing in Rudan? I am first course master degree on international management. Um, yeah, so it's uh, related with management, with uh, economics, um, but um, it's not so related with my uh, bachelor faculty. As I mm -hmm. finished uh, financial management uh, and economics faculty, this is something else, international, okay. in international university. <laughs> so where did you do your bachelor's? Was it in Macedonia? Yeah, it was in Skopje, the capital of Macedonia. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it was um, interesting for me, like uh, all all my life, I wanted to do the master degree out of my country because uh -huh. I see it's 
interesting student life when you are in dormitory, when you're independent, like I saw that from my other colleagues from other cities where which they were uh, studying in Skopje. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I wanted to try something else. So why Russia? How did it end up in Russia exactly? Uh, like uh, Russia, um, it's okay. Like let's talk about the prices that are similar to Macedonia. Moscow. Mm -hmm. uh, the second is because it's uh, almost okay, free education. Uh, like uh, you can get the easy uh, scholarship. Right. Um, I don't pay a lot for the dormitory. Like the prices are similar. It's similar language. Russian and Macedonia are both Slavic Really language. important point. Really important yeah. point. We will get to that. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, not so like still I'm learning the Russian language, but it's not like very tough to study in Russian right. um, and yeah of course as I told you my boyfriend is Russian we met in work and travel program in USA oh ah, okay and, uh, you were part of that the work and travel thing yeah <laughs> ah, I know one more yeah. girl who did that her name was uh, Katarina I forgot her second name she's a friend of mine she also did that somewhere in New Jersey and mm. it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting that a lot of people are have participated in that. I didn't know that it was that, uh, yeah. you know, a lot that many students participate in. Because in India, it's, I haven't heard anyone do it. But this Russian mm. girl had done it. You're the second person that's done it. Interesting. Uh -huh. So where were you in the United States exactly? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Ooh. Yeah. That's Kentucky, like, like Midwest. KFC. <laughs> KFC. Uh, yeah. 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 Actually, it's close to Chicago. It's like six uh, hours with us and two Illinois? hours. Uh, what? Chicago, Sorry. Illinois? Is yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and two hours with plane to New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I visit also New York and Chicago for two days, like two days each of them. Mm -hmm. So it was nice. It nice. was summer 2019. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've been in a quite a few interesting places. And um, yeah, that's one more reason why you're in Russia. Interesting. So how has Russia been for you? Because when, when I usually ask this question, people say, oh, shit, it's so difficult <laughs> to get in. The language is so difficult to learn. The people are so different. But you are a unique person because you are more similar to Russians than most people I interview here. Because Russian language comes in the Slavic family of yeah. indo-european languages and your language which is macedonian i presume also comes in that so you have this linguistic connection to russia a priori how has that experience been for you coming mm -hmm. to russia so um i would like uh, everybody who doesn't uh, speak the language should um, enter Podgotvitelny uh, Fakultet one year to mm -hmm. study the language i wanted to skip that one year and to study russian by myself I was mm -hmm. studying in one Russian center in Skopje. It was for free, like for everybody. We, actually, the group was from seven to 77 years. Like everybody who wanted to study Russian, you get free lessons. I supported by Rosotrudnichestvo. Right. This, um, is in, this is in Russia or in Skopje, Macedonia. in Macedonia? Yeah, Macedonia. Oh, okay, yes. fine, fine. Yes. And... Um, like it was not intensive course like it was like once in in a week but um, most of all um, helped me like uh, of course like everybody movies uh, music talking of course 
um, I like reading sometimes, of course, Russian articles. And mm -hmm. yeah, but I can say like the really I learned the Russian here when I came here. Really? <laughs> Everything what I had is like just like beginning basics, not even I one, it was like I one point one point one. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Coming here was like the Russian language. Um, the most like difficult for me was cases. The, the part of the Macedonian language doesn't have cases. What? It and doesn't? No, we don't have. Okay, okay, okay. let's try it out. So how do you say my, so this is a book of Sasha. How do you say that in Macedonian? Ova kniga ena Sasha. So Ena is like the raditilni um, padesh of. It's like uh, implying possession. Ena. Uh, it's like a block. This like word, like little words, are predlock, and they can be used in every like um, like every part of the sentence. Like something you own, for example, uh -huh. and something like it. Like I can say this from phone, uh, this phone. It's on the table. Over the telephone. Ah, okay. Ena masata. <laughs> ah, dude. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have less padiesh and more predlogs, like more prepositions and less cases. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. It's it really easy interesting. to be honest. Like uh, the grammar and like the past and uh, the past uh, simple and future simple. Present simple are very easy. You just need to add some letters yeah. in the end of the every like uh, verb. There is no special yeah. verbs like, uh, for example, in English language. Like it's easy. True, true, true. Interesting. I I, I want to explore the South Slavic languages a little bit more, mm -hmm. but we'll do that a little bit uh, ahead in the podcast. Interesting. And um, how many Macedonians are there in Russia? Because I don't know any other Macedonian other than you <laughs> at all in the world. Um, like students? Uh, yeah, students. Year, students this year, I heard that 40 students um, 40. Uh, came. Yeah, came. To Where are all, you guys? All around Russia, not only Moscow. <sighs> Yes, around Russia, yeah. not only like very, like very little in Ruden, I can say uh, four. We have four. four girls in Ruden or five, like four or five, Damn. including so, me. Including you, I, oh my God. Yeah, including me. So it's you, a... I mean, so how often do you get to speak Macedonian with other people? <laughs> Um, so because my friend from Macedonia, she lives in the same dormitory as ah, okay. I live. So um, I'm not speaking very often, to be honest, because my roommate speaks uh, Russian. We don't speak English. Um, my friends also speak Russian. Um, just there are a couple of friends who are Podgotvitelni and they're also trying to speak Russian. In the beginning was English with them. So right. yeah, I'm not speaking that often, and that's why sometimes when I speak with my family, especially my sister, she's like, "Oh my God, this word doesn't exist! <laughs> like, what are you saying? It's mixed by Macedonian Russian." Like, "Oh my God, no, I don't want to do that." <laughs> that's so true. 
That's so yeah. true. Because two weeks back, no, three weeks back, I was in India, and uh, I have, and I speak a language called Malayalam, and I have like two versions of it. One version, I mm. the one I speak with my friends, it's very hood. It's like very <laughs> yo man was popping that kind of Malayalam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other one is like a very polite. I tried to be like very polite, formal way of talking it. So mm. when I went back home and I was like, talking to my rela- relatives, I had to talk a little bit more polite, and I started talking, and I'm like thinking. What's the word for it? So, because when you when you start learning Russian, you stopped using English substitute words. For example, if I was gonna say rainbow, I'll try to think what the Russian word for it. But in our mm. language, we use English quite. We mix English a lot, so I can just say "yanure mm. rainbow" and people would understand. It's completely normal. So I, I started thinking of the Russian words. I mean, the Malayalam mm. words to put in that context, mm. and people are like, "Son, you haven't." been talking a lot of Malayalam in the past two years have you because I lost that fluency and all my and and that's true actually I haven't been talking a lot because I'm kind of like you in the sense there are not a lot of speakers of my language in Rudin, yeah. even though there yeah. are a lot of Indians there so I mm. completely get that disconnect <laughs> from the language that you get because of this linguistic isolation that we have because in yeah of but we can improve our Russian <laughs> yeah that's plus for us of course yeah true mm-hmm. so let's go to the balkans because balkans is i don't know so much about interesting and drama <laughs> yes so much Real interesting drama. and crazy shit happens in the balkans <laughs> all millennia. the time all the time yeah so could you just give us like the location of macedonia who your neighbors are and the geographic place yeah um macedonia is so like you know in the balkans so actually macedonia is the center of the balkan like we have from the north we have kosovo and serbia we have mm-hmm. on the south greece we have albania on the west and bulgaria on the east part mm-hmm. so these territories all around macedonia like um, in 1912 was to macedonia actually part of territory like macedonia was until solon like where is that uh, this is the city of greece Solum. modern day greece yeah yeah so okay. we actually had a territory until the sea um oh, okay but now it's yeah. like landlocked it doesn't have a yeah, city it's divided macedonia it's like tiny part like tiny piece of land which stays and still even now we have problems with our territory uh to which country um how to say own which country own the territory and still open question on the Mm. table and discussion like um you know we have because of the center uh, we have problems with all Balkan countries. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, all, all Balkan countries have problems with all other Balkan countries. That is part of being Balkan. Yeah, different <laughs> questions, different problems. Yeah. Okay, Bulgaria, we still, we say uh, would say about the language. Serbia will say about the church. They don't accept that we have own church. Uh-huh. Macedonia ortho, also are Orthodox. Uh, Christians and um, uh, then Greece. That's why actually we changed our name to North Macedonia. It was one of the conditions to enter Europe Union, which is still yeah. open question as well. We, we, we will talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and Albanian people, yeah, are like um, 
talking about um, the idea of making big Albania to connect uh, Macedonia, Albania, and Kosovo in this country oh. to be called big Albania. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we have so, like a lot drama. of <laughs> interesting <laughs> neighbors. Okay. Yeah, it's I, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got an idea. Let's 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 talk. Let's do our podcast in a way where. We look at Macedonia through all your neighbors and what there has been the interaction between you guys. And we will talk about the history, the culture, the language through all of your neighbors. And I think okay. that would be a good idea to um, develop the idea of Macedonia. And at the end, we will talk about what makes Macedonians Macedonian. Like what's that <laughs> unique feature? Okay. And okay. I think let's start with Serbia because one thing, the linguistic connection with in another Slavic country as Serbia is in, interesting. Yeah. And what you told about the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church, that contest yeah. between Serbian Orthodox Church and Macedonian Orthodox Church. So for the language setting, for the listeners, let's give like a, a global overview of the language situation in Yugoslavia. I think the Yugoslavia means South Slavia, Slav, Slav is yeah, like the yeah, uh, exactly. people group. Yeah. yeah, it's like the people yeah. group and they speak Slavic languages. Slavic languages include Russian, Ukrainian, Belarusian, Eastern Slavic language. Central Slavic languages are, I think, um, Western Slavic languages are, I think, Slovak, uh, mm -hmm. Croatia, Croatia, yeah. Montenegro. Slovenia, Montenegro, yeah. And South Slavic languages are... Um, Macedonian, Serbian, Bulgarian, and a few other languages too. So all these come from the same family. They're a little bit mutually intelligible, but they're different. And in the South, we have the Bulgarian, Serbian, and Macedonian languages. Albanian is not a Slavic language. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not Slavic. Yeah. Greece so, as well. Greek language. Greece as well. Yeah, it's a different language family. So how similar is uh macedonian to serbian and to hung hungarian can you guys understand mm. each other oh it's different than hungarian to be like to be sure maybe a couple of words it can be uh familiar to us some uh, similar but with the serbian language it's more um similar it's like mm -hmm. because my father is actually serbian so i can speak the both languages and mm -hmm. um yeah, the difference is they have also cases, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, my problem. And uh, there is a couple of like um, letters, like for example, my um, last name. It's Terzic, it's end with but uh, it's actually this letter doesn't exist in Russian alphabet and in the Serbian uh -huh. alphabet as well. That's why they put Cho. Okay. Like now, in my <laughs> last name. Okay. Uh, there's also other similar letters who are pronounced in Macedonia differently and Russian and Serbian differently. Hmm. Yeah. So this like slightly different. We can understand Serbian people because Serbian people uh, in the history and now they had a lot of influence in Macedonia. Um, like. And in the other hand, like Serbian people can't understand us, which is quite interesting. Like, hmm. 
uh yeah i don't know it's like about patriotism or something really but it's like they chose us to understand you is something like that i don't know to be honest because uh, even my uh, family who lives in serbia they doing translate or some words it's it's um it's very like uh, i know it's translate because it's not the literally uh, translation of the word so i'm like surprised but okay as i told you like we had influence from with a lot of movies films in like who uh, are in macedonia like music as well real shows right. um yeah and we gave a lot of accent to this um the, to the serbian language unfortunately uh, I'm, I told you I'm half Serbian, but still I want to um, protect our identity in every point of view, uh, including the language. But it's what we have, like Serbian like people, we are close to them. Like, we are, they are very friendly. They are very similar to ours. They have very similar culture to ours. And um, it's always fun to, uh, to hang out with them i have also here serbian friends i met very yeah. good yes this is great actually i have friends of the balkans which every country of the balkans i have friends and i'm good with them so right. actually everything what is the problem is the politicians and the right. history questions when we don't talk about that everything is <laughs> every, fine every, everybody's happy <laughs> don't talk about yeah, history right. everything is fine so yeah. uh, if I may ask a follow-up, you told that you have, you feel the need to protect your identity through the language. Uh, what part of it is being, you feel it's being threatened in some sense? I didn't quite yeah. understand why it needs protecting. It's because of the Bulgarian, it's like, I will switch now to the Bulgarian country. Uh, they don't accept oh, the Bulgarian. So, so, so uh, I'm sorry. So this comes in the Bulgarian part of it, yeah? The yeah, the language is the Bulgarian, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so can we just talk about the church and then and then finish off Serbia and then move to Bulgaria? Of if that's course, okay with you. of course. Okay. Yeah. How did Christianity uh, get to Macedonia? That's also an interesting question. Yeah, here actually helped uh, St. Kirill and Methodi. Kirill? They, uh, yeah, Kirill and Methodi. Like St. Kirill. I think they are yeah. Russian saints too, right? Russian also consider them to be saints. Or is it a different yeah. Kirill? No, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, like okay. they help uh, with uh, spreading Orthodox uh, religion and Christian Christian uh, all around, like I will say you okay, Europe. And um, they also um, uh, spread their like religion and they helped Macedonian people get their literacy. And mm. uh, they translate a lot of um, church books uh, to uh, uh, to Slovenian language, mm -hmm. and uh, they uh, form create. Uh, it's called alphabet Glagolica in the first place. Uh, Which alphabet? Glagolica. Glagolica. It's 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 different from Cyrillic. Uh, Cyrillic. Yeah. After that was. Kirillica. So actually, ah. first Glagolica was symbols, 38 uh -huh. letters, symbols. And then we have uh, Kirillic alphabet, uh, which was um, created and uh, like uh, reconstructed, I can say, by the students of St. Kirill Mephodi, 
uh, Clement Ochritsky and uh, Saint Naum. This okay. is very important people in Macedonia. Uh, they're Macedonians. Or are they yeah. like Yugoslav from other parts too? They are Macedonians, like uh, okay. they also worked in Macedonia. They spread the Orthodox religion and they open a lot of schools and help people mm. to um, uh, like improve like their literacy. Uh, like there is a city in Macedonia called Ohrid, where is the like the biggest uh, lake in the country. And mm -hmm. they uh, also built a lot of churches, a lot of big complexes, universities as well. So mm. this is very like, this is big event of Macedonian language uh, right. and religion as well. Right. Uh, may I ask a question? Mm -hmm. um, the, your uh, script that you told that it's used for Macedonian language, uh, is it the same that is used for Serbian? How different is it from the Russian Kyrillic? How different is it from the Ukrainian one? I'm really curious on the script that the Macedonians use. Um, so, uh, okay, uh, Russian language, I can say it's more similar to Serbian language. Like, mm -hmm. that's why it was easier to me because I knew Serbian as well. As well. Mm -hmm. um, Ukrainian language as well, it's like when I came here and when I speak Macedonian, everybody, oh my God, you speak Ukrainian? Like, oh, everybody really? was like this, yeah. And they say it's so similar to Ukrainian. I was surprised, actually. I, I didn't hear that much Ukrainian. I don't know a lot of Ukrainian people, unfortunately. But uh, everybody was keeping saying that comment, not only Russian, even the other, uh, wow. other nationalities as well. Yeah. So I need to check that. Yeah, that's interesting. No, yes. Uh, but specifically on the script, are there like different mm -hmm. letters in Macedonian script that the Russian doesn't have? Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of them. For example? Of For example, as I say, and it's actually, um, it's like G with uh, some like... Yeah, a tilde on top. I, I, yeah, I, I, kind, yeah. of un I kind of understand. Hmm. Because, you know, in uh, football, you have these names of people from the Balkans and it has these strange letters with yeah. Latin letters with a line on top. So I kind of understand what you mean. Like yeah. Mikhailovich Savic, something like that. So they have... Oh, yeah, these... that's uh, the Serbian. And they have actually... It can be... There are two ch, the uh -huh. hard and uh, soft uh -huh. uh, it's differently, slightly differently written, and um, also it's different. We don't have two sh like in Russian language. We mm. have only the sh sharp sh, not the, okay. this one. The, yeah. the one with the, the line one. to the bottom. Yes. Okay. Sh. Yeah. Okay. This is also different. Yeah, we don't have also soft uh, uh, signs like uh, soft oh, and hard signs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe, so do you put like a uh um an apostrophe for the soft sign or when you write because in the uh, ukrainian we, they do that they put like an apostrophe no we don't sign. have that we don't have that we don't have ah. soft and uh, yeah this kind of signs is actually this is how the letter is uh, written that's part of the letter interesting yeah. I should check it out because every time I watch a documentary or something, I am now able to read anything mm -hmm. that's written in 
Slavic speaking country, maybe Ukraine, probably yours Mm -hmm. too. Like if I see like a Macedonian alphabet, I can, because I know Russian, I can make out like almost 80%. So it's quite useful if you're traveling in the Balkans or any Slavic country. Interesting. So then let's move on to your next neighbor, Bulgaria. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the problem, like we had a lot of problems with Bulgaria like long time ago, even when the Balkan, there are two Balkan wars. Uh, it was uh, before the first um, World War, World 1912, War. 1914. Yeah. Or something. Yes, it was before the first uh, World uh, War. Actually, uh, um, Everybody wanted to like to work together and to get rid of the Ottomanic Empire, which was mm-hmm. five centuries. We were under their uh, control, five centuries, mm-hmm. Macedonian Balkans as well. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Could you tell how much of the Balkans was under Ottoman control at this time? Oh, Till which all part? Of, like, all of them, like all of them. And they wanted to like for their interests they wanted to work together and uh, with russia as well and Mm -hmm. uh, to get rid of the ottoman empire and um, russia actually it was a moment where uh they uh, because also serbian and bulgarian were like fighting and they say russian people say okay we will give you Macedonia, like we will divide Macedonia to Serbia and Bulgaria, just if you mm-hmm. join us in the war uh, against the Ottoman Empire. This is something Macedonian people didn't know. Like it was secret, secret con- contract of it. Okay. And Macedonian people join actually them as well. Like a lot of a lot of Macedonian people died. Like. Uh, Macedonian revolutionists and army were very brave and uh, mm-hmm. they were actually not not just um, looking for the self, they also wanted a peaceful um, peaceful world for like our neighbors as well. But uh, it didn't uh, like, okay, we get rid of the Ottoman Empire, but then we stuck with our neighbors, you know? <laughs> it's kind of paradox, I can say. But yeah, so Bulgaria, uh, like in every step Macedonia wanted to take against Ottoman Empire, it was not like supported by Bulgaria, even Bulgaria, there were contracts when Bulgaria had to help Macedonia, but they didn't, they didn't show up or they, they were hiding. So yeah uh, and by they you mean the kingdom of bulgaria during this time correct sorry once again the no, question I, I mean by they you mean like the kingdom of bulgaria under a king who was the ruler of bulgaria in 1912 uh so um um no, uh, my, my question is like you're addressing the bulgarian king of that time who yeah 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 they were like how to say every every step macedonia take uh, took it should be approved by bulgaria like mm. macedonian people of course like they wanted autonomy and uh, independent 
to be independent as a country. And it was not uh, in like interest. Uh, it was not. It was not how to say good for Bulgaria if Macedonia get uh, independence early okay. that time because they wanted their the, ter the territory and the language they never and still they don't accept the language even the um these days they we changed a lot of history books unfortunately about uh like uh, i don't know sir samuel for example that it was bulgarian or um Macedonian, like Macedonian language, it's Bulgarian language um, because in Macedonia there is a lot of dialects and mm -hmm. people who live in the border with Bulgaria, they can be easy and very easy understand with Bulgarian, like right. every part of Macedonia, there are different dialects and that's why uh, if this part of Macedonia understand them doesn't mean that this is Bulgarian language, it's a dialect. Of mm. course, some influence from the history, and there's Macedonia who lives also in Bulgaria, but they never accept that uh, part. So, yeah, I hope that so, I answered the question correctly. So, let me just uh, tell you what I understand from this whole argument uh, from the Bulgarian side. The Bulgarians claim Macedonia doesn't have its unique linguistic identity and its too close to Bulgarian to be called a different language. Is that their argument? Yeah. Yes. Simple, mm -hmm. clear, as you said it. Okay. So uh, we can try to look at that from the similarity of languages, like you told. Mm -hmm. It's a Bulgarian and Macedonia are both South Slavic languages, and they will have like similarities, the same way Ukrainian yes. and Russian has, which is logical. Yes. So why do the Bulgarians think Macedonian is more similar to them than, let's say, Serbian, which is also a South Slavic neighboring country to Bulgaria? Why mm. do you think that is the case? Because uh, there's, um, like, for example, uh, a lot of, like, for example, St. Kirill and Mephodi, they were studying in Sofia. It's actually the capital of capital Bulgaria. Of Bulgaria. Yeah. Yes, and uh, like they were also helping Bulgaria and then Macedonia and then all of because these important people were, uh, were okay, living in the country, living in Macedonia, uh, spreading the literacy in Bulgaria as well and Macedonia as well. So it's like back and forth um about like to say this question and of course who is bulgarian who is macedonian as a person like revolutionist for example um because uh, as i told you 1912 macedonia was bigger and mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of revolutionists who were born now in nowadays cities of bulgaria Mm, and they okay. say, oh, they were like actually defending Bulgaria, not Macedonia. Right. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, there are a lot of famous revolutionists like Gotze Delchev, for example. Uh, uh, could you repeat that name? Gotze. Gotze? The name. Delchev. The last Delchev. name. Okay. Correctly. Okay. He was yeah. a. Oh, ex excuse that sound. It's like the. Period okay. ending in Ruden. Really, 
it's really annoying music but fuck it this is wait that wait for that shit music to finish mm-hmm. okay it's finished so um uh this person was a revolutionary who fought against the ottoman empire and he was mm-hmm. macedonian as you said but born in bulgaria modern bulgarian territory correct that time it was still macedonia so of course we would say that he's born mm. in macedonia right. yes and he was like it was even the flags in this appraisals who he and his revolutionary organization uh raised in macedonia it was written macedonia it was in the flags there's pictures and in the history books and in the internet like macedonia and i'm gonna make a stupid joke right now when you say macedonia english people are going to think like it's a nation of mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) because we don't have mcdonald's in macedonia you don't have mcdonald's why why is it like it's like the bulgarians are taking our people the bulgarians are taking our name and this american country also took our name they named it mcdonald's <laughs> no, it's because um, it was it stopped to work ten years ago. It's because they didn't have profit or something like something with franchise or something like these contracts. They had okay. problems. I was fourteen that time. Last time I ate McDonald's in Macedonia. <laughs> can can I tell you an interesting story? In India, in India too, McDonald's is not as widespread mm-hmm. as it's in Russia. If you go to mm-hmm. McDonald's in India, you won't find pork. You won't find okay. beef. The okay. only thing you have is chicken and fish and vegetable. There's like a vegetable patty. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why? What's the point of yeah. having a McDonald's if you don't have beef and pork? But because of the religious sensitivities yeah, exactly. in India, it's not. But it kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. no McDonald's. I, I feel it. your pain of not having a proper McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So getting back to Bulgaria. So I, I kind of understand the argument that they're making and the counter argument that you're making that it was part of the larger domain of Macedonia at that particular point of time. So that's quite interesting. But how, how do you communicate with the Bulgarian friends? If you speak Macedonian, do they understand? Yes, of course, they understand and I understand them. My mom was born in the city near Bulgarian border, so I know that dialect as well. Um, uh, yes, so, um, yeah, um, just because to be Nate, uh, like on the, uh, how to say, uh, on the neutralic, um, to be more neutralic, uh, we, uh, with the friends of Bulgaria here, we speak English, most of all. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, yeah. That's interesting. Really, mm. when I speak my language and they speak their language, I mean, I understand, but of course I'm speaking Macedonian, and if <laughs> they don't understand the, the word, I will say it on English, of course. <laughs> so is it kind of like... Um you're respecting them when you talk in English and they're respecting you by talking in English because you're trying to keep it neutral? Is there that kind of um, subthought in that process? If I talk to them and they talk to me, like, never mind which language, that means already some respect. 
Right. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. We keep like this to understand each other. We are still here in, in like international university. Mm-hmm. So why not like to like we can improve our English as well. Right. I'm not against to speak my language. I mean, I'm not against that because most of all, we are together like uh, I have to tell the people too. Serbian, yeah, Albanian, Bulgarian. And yeah, we speak English. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. So <laughs> one thing I want to contrast is uh, the the Serbian Pravoslavni Church, and I think Hung, uh, sorry, uh, Bulgaria is also a uh, Eastern Orthodox Church, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So why does Serbian Orthodoxy have more of an influence, or than Bulgarian, or is that statement incorrect? Um. So um, they don't want to accept uh, the church they own we have because of the influence of the Serbian, of the Serbian kings. Um, it was like, yeah, uh, it was actually when started Ottomanic Empire to conquer the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, our part of the Balkans In and the Balkans. Europe as well. Yes. And... Uh, there is a lot of influence of them then out of um, kings serbian conquer like also macedonia and um, that time the christian was born like in in the balkans as well so because it started with them uh in macedonia they they said oh we you you are christian because of us because of the serbians you mean yes yes okay. so yeah like um, and after that they keep the argument of it and uh, they don't accept our church but these days are not so it's not so strict like we have the other problems with other countries with uh-huh. like i can say from all balkan countries with serbian we have uh, the best connections and relations mm. yeah interesting so uh, just to talk a little bit more on christianity i'm not personally christian uh, but i have i come from a lo- place where there are a lot of churches and i have a lot of christian friends mm-hmm. and it's part of our culture too but i find it really interesting that in this part of the world each country has its kind of like a nationalist church or like where the patriarch is of that country, and that's important yes. for the identity. So, for example, before I think in, until 2014, the patriarch of Russia was also the patriarch of patriarch is like the highest priest. Yes, if, uh, yes. I think that's mm-hmm. the best way I can define it. Patriarch of Ukraine was also the patriarch of Moscow, and then mm-hmm. when tension started, the Ukrainian uh, Orthodox Church kind of disconnected from the Russian Orthodox Church and made their own patriarch in Ukraine. That's kind of like a nationalistic, uh, it's like a way of combining religiosity and nationalism to form your own identity. And from what you told, there is a Serbian version of it, and there's like a Bulgarian version of it, and there's a Macedonian version of it. So how important is that particular aspect where your form of Christianity is very uh nationalized if i'm not that's not the best word to use but it's ingrained into the territorial power of that location that for me is very 
strange in the sense of our Christianity mm-hmm. is Roman Catholic and uh, the an- a- angelic, what's it called? Uh, Roman Catholic, Orthodox, Orthodox as in Syrian Orthodox and Latin. Latin is like came from like the Portuguese and stuff. We didn't have this mm-hmm. India, Cat- India church um, uh, mentality. As far as I know, I, I'm not Christian. I'm not too much into this so i might be mistaken so do your fact searching what do you have to say about this nationalist religious uh, hybrid uh uh how to say like um there is a lot of people i told you in the history who enter macedonia all around like the balkans and they get influence uh to for macedonia and about the religion as well uh, so um, we have a lot of churches who were like built in the history and uh, they have own church, I mean, Macedonian church. Uh, so yeah, actually, as I told you, this is not some like strict rule, uh, not strict rule, but I can say it's open, a very serious question about Macedonian church because they are saying just Serbian, okay, you ha- you don't have your own own church called like this. You don't have own church. You have because we give it to you. And mm. but still, we are doing our like religious people go to church. Like Serbian people are going to church as well. It's the same um, the same practice, the same holidays. Uh, right. Yeah. So. It's just more politics now these days than like really a religious question because we are like same Orthodox. We celebrate almost every holiday same. Uh, yeah. You guys have Maslnitsa. Uh, uh, we don't have Maslnitsa. I think that's uniquely have. Russian. So, so yeah. to the people listening, uh, Maslnitsa is like this um, Russian's Eastern Slavic festival when winter ends and spring begins it's actually this week this week was Moscow. Yes, I, I got some yeah i got some uh, excuse the ladies they <laughs> just yeah, doing, their, doing work. their job of course yes exactly um and uh i had some delicious blinchikis blinchikis Blin. yes. <laughs> yeah which is like russian pancakes or eastern pancakes so yeah, yeah. so that is a point that i want to raise mm-hmm. good so, um, anything else with Bulgaria which is interesting, or should we move on to your next neighbor? Oh, that's pretty all. Like I can say, um, like still we have problems with them. Like I can say because uh, we had to change the books, which is really um, not good step by our books. country. Change History the books, books I don't like understand. the events. For example, events of the books. Uh, could you give an example of a particular event that you had to change? Like, for example, that uh, Bulgarian helped us get rid of the Ottomanic Empire. That uh, um, a lot of Macedonian revolutionists who appraisal, who did, who raised appraisal and did uh, organization to the, did everything, like collect Macedonian people, to fight, to, they sold everything what they have to buy a weapon, 
and they say no this is actually bulgarian people this is Bul- mm. bulgaria helped here and as i told you if you remember actually bulgaria sometimes they didn't um they were hiding they were not um respecting uh, the contract between the Macedonian and Bulgaria that they have had to help with uh, some wars and um, yeah it's kind of sad to be honest and it, even like when I'm looking for articles when I want to read something and um, there are really different uh, perspective and points of view mm. uh, so I they have own their own side we have their own side somebody who on the third side like it's like if i'm i don't know your side i will say okay i don't know which side i need to not to to trust yeah of course so i i'm saying my point of view doesn't mean that i don't respect their point of view but i think they're um they're really overreacting with their like uh, big moments about Macedonia right interesting I don't know I don't know how to like compare this sort of thing from an Indian context (laughs) maybe you know maybe like for example like when Pakistan and India used to be the same country right so Mm -hmm. during the freedom struggle our reason why Pakistan became different from India might not be the same reason they're teaching in Pakistan, why Pakistan became different from India. I think that's the closest comparison to the situation that I can draw from my perspective on it. Hmm. Interesting. So let's move on to the next country. Which, which, which country do you want, Albania or Greece? Oh, yeah. We, okay, we can go Greece. <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry. So after Bulgaria, which countries do you write? Uh so, like, on the north is Kosovo and Serbia, then we have uh, Bulgaria, we have here on the south, Greece. Greece, yes, let's get to Greece. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, uh, just before you start, so this, this is the main, for, so for anyone who has heard of Macedonia, the first thing they associate with the name Macedonia is Alexander the Great, because he is known as Alexander of Macedonia. But... Yeah. The thing is, the identity of Alexander's group is very much in debate between Macedonians and the Greeks. Yes. And that is where that is one of the reasons why I can't I've I I've warned that people are gonna get pissed how I'm going to introduce this country because that has a lot of historical significance and identity politics involved to it. So could you please explain why that is and how it came about? <laughs> so yeah, starting with Alexander Makedonsky. Uh, um, Alexander Makedonsky is son of the King Philip II, the second, which yeah. actually it's um, it's interesting um, uh, of uh, like the, the Greek point of view and Macedonian point of view because that time when uh, Philip II was king. Uh, he actually uh, conquered Greece and mm-hmm. Solon as well. So actually, uh, he was in Macedonia in the territory, but also he conquered Greece. Actually, he, uh, Greece became part of Macedonia. And mm-hmm. um, it, like if it was Alexander Macedonsky Greek, that why 
Philip. Okay, we'll start with Philip II. Okay. Uh, he was Greek. That's why he would need to conquer uh, the territory because he was here in Macedonia. And uh, uh, wait, wait, wait! I didn't quite understand that. Uh, so you're saying Philip was Macedonian, and he conquered Greece, which is towards the south of Macedonia. Yes. And uh, you, you, what, what you, your question was, why did he have to conquer it? No, why? Uh, how they? Okay, let's say how uh, they can. I don't understand the arguments why Greek people think that he was Greek. Because uh, he had he conquered actually Greek to be part of Macedonia, so okay. mm. yes. Can we pause for a second? Mm-hmm. So Macedonia is a Slavic-speaking country. It's a Slavic language, yes. so it means there are Slavic tribes that came to Macedonia. So Philip was before the Slavic tribes coming or after the Slavic oh, tribes? Yeah, coming? it was long time ago. It was like uh 330 something years before Mm -hmm. the old age right so yeah so so at that time would it be fair to say macedonians were not speaking the slavic macedonic language yes 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 correctly correctly the the chances are you were speaking a language closer to the greek languages of the aegean peninsula Mm -hmm. yes okay fine so in that sense he what made him macedonian it the fact that he was born in the modern area of macedonia from mm-hmm. your perspective mm-hmm. and that was the reason why philip ii was considered macedonian uh, 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 it was actually um, i don't have how he was um, play, like he was introducing himself, I can say, but for Alexander Makedonsky, everybody was knowing him like from Macedonia, even like you can, there's like points uh, in the symbols which written Alexander Makedonsky because he was coming from Macedonia. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, um, yeah, that, that, that is something like it's a long time ago, it's still open question. Um, I'm just saying my point of view. Um, uh, yeah, so like everybody, like in Macedonia, they like respect like the name of Alexander Makedonsky, even like in the center of Skopje, we have big, big, big fountain with Alexander Makedonsky and his horse, Bukefel. <laughs> um, and your airport is called Alexander the Great Airport of... Oh, 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 Philip the Great, Philip the Second Airport. Uh, they changed the name. They changed it? When? Yes. Uh, it was, I don't know yeah. when, it was not so long time ago. Not so long time that, That's an interesting thing. So uh, let's give a little bit of context into that thing. Mm. Or, or, or let's talk about Alexander for a little bit more because I think Indian history and Macedonian history is connected only mm-hmm. during the time of Alexander, because Alexander's west easternmost edge of his kingdom was the northwestern part of modern India, Pakistan. So yes. that is like the Hellenistic period. In my podcast with Afghanistan, we talked about mm-hmm. this quite a bit and how the 
influence of Hellenism was really prevalent in our part of the world. And interesting yeah. fact, the Afghan National Bank's insignia, the emblem, mm -hmm. actually has Greek written on it. So it's mm -hmm. quite interesting. You should check that out. And mm -hmm. um, the fact that Hellenistic expansion from Macedonia all the way to modern day India could have connected our two cultures. And I think that was the only time in our history where you could be, <laughs> you could actually, Indians could actually maybe able, able to communicate with Macedonians. Yes. But yeah. Alex, but Alexander's kingdom was so big and it wasn't all Macedonians. They were like people from different places like Persia, Afghanistan, India, and yeah, yeah. Egypt. And yeah, Egypt as well, Alexandria. Egypt as well. Alexandria. There's like mm -hmm. five cities in that area, five or more cities which has the name Alexandria. It's like, yeah. come on, get creative. Stop, stop putting the same name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yes, that's true. And I think that was quite an interesting period in history where Europe and Asia had its most um, vibrant connection and then it yes. collapsed it collapsed pretty quickly because it was like a empire based on expansion and not on stability yeah right. how do Macedonians see Alexandras is he like the how to say the symbol of Macedonian pride and unity how do you guys say him yeah, I can say like this because he expanded the borders to India. And um, uh, even like uh, because of the, how to say, because of, of the courage he had and uh, he, he was not like, um, I don't know, selfish, I can say. He wanted to, like in every country, actually, he conquered. It was not uh, that... Uh, he wanted to punish somebody or to kill some, okay, they were killing, it was conquering, but um, um, they also did like the historical wedding from Europe and Asia when he's right. like thousands of soldiers, even himself was married to uh, Persian uh, princesses. And uh, yeah, that was also a part of the history about Europe and Asia um so yeah like uh, expanding the borders um, knowing uh, like he by his uh, like name makedonski it's also yeah. very important for us it is like because I, of the his archaeological uh events like uh, symbols and uh, it was written macedonia and uh, it's like I forgot also to say I found a couple of like a couple of months ago I found one video where one guy in Sweden in library found um, the historic atlas of the world where there is a lot of maps uh, from starting from 8,000 years before the new uh, age and there was written Macedonia, Macedonia, Macedonian culture, region. I will not say country, I will say region, because of mm -hmm. course it was a long time ago. And they are like in the end of 19th century, we can see uh, the Balkan countries appearing, Albania, Serbia, Bulgaria, mm -hmm, Greece. Mm -hmm. So I think he was like basic of Macedonian built the basic of Macedonian history, Macedonian territory, and 
everything was what what is Macedonian. Right. So if Alexander is the most famous Macedonian, the Greeks might contest this. Who is the second most famous Macedonian in the world? I, uh, I would not say that Alexander Macedonian is the most famous. I, I would just say that it's like good basic for Macedonia as a country, like as a um, separate country. Uh, the second one I can mention, King Samuel. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> it's the like, first time uh, hearing. It's uh, Samuel, I uh -huh. think Samuel. There's also, um, like, if you have opportunity to, to visit Macedonia, there is like two fortnesses from his time, like in Ohrid, one in Skopje, in my city, uh -huh. uh, where like, yeah, so, um, yes, yeah, so Tsar Samuel was, um, um, I, I'm like, I'm very bad with years. I want to... Uh, don't don't worry. <laughs> don't speculate. Just He's, he was very uh, old. That's important. <laughs> yeah, so actually it was time when um, Byzantine uh, kingdom was Byzantine, conquering, uh -huh, uh -huh. Yes, conquering um, the world, the Balkans, uh, the Balkans, uh, Macedonia as well. So um, it's born one guy, one man, actually there were four brothers and uh, um, and they were like um, think about uh, the throne of uh, the kingdom and Samuel won. Um, he, uh, like I need to remember, I'm sorry. Uh, you have notes? Oh my God. I, I have notes, <laughs> I'm prepared. Oh my God, dude! You prepared for this. I'm I'm so honored by the, <laughs> the effort you put into this conversation. Yes, I found the year. It was 976 when he got uh, the support of the nation, and they actually get rid of the Byzantine power. Mm. Um, so it became independent from the basin of course it just started it just started not immediately <laughs> i'm, I'm yes. sorry i didn't understand uh they started like this i mean uh how to say they had of course troubles mm -hmm. after that but it was like starting like something that is hope i can say mm. uh for the future and it was Yes, it, it started with Samuel as a king. Um, uh, he actually not only, uh, it was actually against the imperator, Vasily II. Mm -hmm. um, Samuel also like um, gained uh, the territory of Balkans and uh, a little bit more uh, far, like uh, for example, Dukja, which is actually Montenegro, Rashka, mm -hmm. which is name of Serbia, mm -hmm. um, Dukla and Rashka, maybe you heard uh, of it. Um, mm -hmm. Then we have uh, Sofia, like same Bulgaria. Bulgaria, yeah. Yeah, so um, actually in this time it was also part of some drama <laughs> because um, the family of uh, Samuel, actually their daughters, for example, if he 
I don't know, in Duplia, when he wanted to conquer Duplia, his daughter get, fell, fell in love in some uh, imperator of uh, Montenegro, and he, like, kept them free, this territory. Okay. Then we have the second daughter, uh, no, his son, actually, he get, uh, fell in love with uh, one Byzantine princess. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry if I don't say the terms correctly because I don't use them very often, like Byzantia and all of that. Right. Uh, uh, so, yes, yeah, so, uh, and actually, he, because he fell in love with her, um, he had to break up with his uh, pregnant uh, girlfriend oh. from Austro Hungary. Okay. That was everything the serious problem started like oh my God. Uh, yes Byzantia uh, together with Austro-Hungary they attack Samuel and it was this war was lasting a long time and uh, it was just like, because one dude was like you know uh, she's I, pregnant like, I, and I, that chick's kind of hot <laughs> I mean yeah probably the family it was so important for like that time and yeah. um, there is like one very bizarre moment uh, I don't know you heard about that I like uh, I don't even read about this I remember from my childhood uh, okay. that uh, they um, Byzantium uh, they uh, pull out the eyes of the soldiers the army of Macedonia and only every 100 100 Soldier. they keep one eye just to lead the other soldiers and uh, with that moment when the army come back to the fortness and Samuel when that said so that that even written in some papers how he reacted it was the moment he got his heart attack because it was bizarre it was uh, like yeah it was dude you take the eyes out of people and everyone is walking like this he's all that his army for all his army of course and uh, it was not so like it's not that he lost it because of his moral and ethical right. uh, course, uh, points and uh, he got his heart attack and he died Jesus Christ, yes. that's a yeah. real disturbing story, Radmila. <laughs> yes, yes. So, like, that's why I say bizarre. And, um, yeah, so it's that really? moment with him. But um, if I may ask, what about, like, modern Macedonians? Who's, like, your Ivanka Trump is, like, the person from Slovenia that only person that everybody knows of are they like more than like rock star or a footballer or anyone interesting that from macedonia that i would have heard of oh singer me for example i can say singer mm -hmm. sure uh there's singer uh he's uh, dead unfortunately but he's still in the hearts of balkan and this is actually how balkan get connected it's named todor proevsky uh -huh. uh, I can send you some songs. <laughs> sure, sure. Even like to you don't to understand the language, he has magical angel voice. Like everybody can notice it, it, that you feel like he's singing with his all emotion what he have, and um, he made a lot of concert concerts in the Balkans in you uh -huh. yeah concerts 
in uh, Balkans, um, um, also Europe, and also he um, he like after his death. Production company. They uh, um, they uh, produced um, the English version of some. He sang on English some songs, uh -huh. but they were not uh, published when he was alive. Uh, so everybody remember him like uh, his birthday, the day of his last concert. He died in car accident. Oh, um, yeah, 2007. Yes, I remember that day. It was tragedy, real tra tragedy, because he was like Mother Teresa, I can say, like... Um... Dude. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, finish was... this. We, we need to talk about Mother Teresa, but you finish this, please. Finish, finish your uh, dialogue. Uh, like, um, he was... Um... And he was good, he was energetic, he was positive, he believed in God a lot, he was very mm -hmm. religious. Uh, he was helping, he was praying, I mean, great energy, unique person, this kind of person I think we will not have in our territory again. So wow. that, yeah. It, it must yeah. have been really, really special for you to say something like yes. that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Hopefully, send me some songs. Hopefully, I'll listen to it. Because uh, I like fun. Balkan songs. There is this um, movie called uh, The Song of the Gypsies. Um, mm -hmm. And there is one song called uh, e Eredesi Ezer Flinchiki. It's actually in Croat, Croat, uh, Serbian language. Croatian, Serbian language, yeah. Is Blinchik. I have it on my phone. Let me just find that for you because I love that song. And okay. it, it, I, I don't understand a single word of it, but it is quite powerful. And it's about like gypsies or mm -hmm. Romani people. And okay. uh, the, that movie is also quite interesting from what I heard. But yeah. And in the meantime, I, 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 I just wanted to talk about Mother Teresa because that's under the connection between us. So, mm -hmm. when I, before I came to Russia, I was I thought Mother Teresa was Italian. I don't know why. I just thought that she's from a non-English speaking European country. That's all I knew about okay. Mother Teresa. And for some reason, I thought she was Italian. I came here. I met my Albanian friends, and they're like, "Mother Teresa Albanian." I'm like, "Wow, really? She's Albanian?" Mm -hmm. And they are factually correct. But mm -hmm. Mother Teresa was actually born in. Your country. Skopje, yes. Skopje, yeah. So how, how is she remembered there? What's her legacy in Macedonia? Uh, she was born 1910. Yes, in Skopje. So uh, like uh, in honor of like, okay, I will speak these days. In honor of her, we have Museum Mother Teresa. It's also in the center of the Skopje. Um, she even like uh, like you said she was Albanian. It was like the step opportunity to talk about kindness, to talk about uh, like um, love, and uh, not uh, dividing these two uh, different countries and uh, like an enemies. So actually, Mother Teresa helped uh, with uh, this part where. Um, uh, 
she spread the love to Macedonian and to Albanian as well and showed that uh, doesn't mean you are from Albania or Macedonia or I don't know which country. If uh, you just need to be good, to be kind. Like I remember my mother told me that when like her, uh, even she was like this in her childhood, Mother Teresa, she was um, poor, but uh, still like uh, her parents will bought her jacket and she will see somebody without jacket and she will just give it to the jacket to this person yeah. doesn't doesn't matter which nationality religion uh, this person, person is. is so yes um i will talk about mother Teresa in good point of view and it's yeah so i can say it's like um making better relations uh, with macedonian albanian people um and spreading that uh, perspective that uh, you should uh, respect to each other, respect uh, the religion, respect, because she was respecting as well, and follow her example like a person. Interesting. So, so yeah. I, I, it, for, for me, in terms of uh, people born, oh, oh, it's quite difficult to say, people who have any sort of links to Macedonia, I would say number more, number one of the most famous person would be Alexander. Number two would mm -hmm. be Mother Teresa. Or maybe in, in the conversation, we'll find out more people who I might be uh, familiar with. And about the song, it is called Eder Lezi by Vasca. Oh, I know. You know that song? Yes, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Goran Bregovic. I think he's uh, Serbian. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah and i love that song i think it's my favorite song from the balkans and i like the uh, chorus of it and you kind of feel uh you know it's a different vibe and it was really yeah nice. how, how, how do you know it where did you listen to it it's like uh actually um i i i think i somebody told me from here like probably the first or the second month i came to russia and they were like, I don't remember here the song by its name. Like, I know the melody. Right, somewhere. Right. I hear it in the social media. Right. Uh, like, uh, or some, like, maybe some played it, like a joke. And, and, right. But here also I saw that a lot of people know the song. I was surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think because um, I got it from like a YouTube channel about the mm -hmm. Russian Simpsons. There's one comedy video, and this was uh -huh. the background score for it. And the video is very depressing, but this music oh. kind of makes it very. Yeah. Very, the music is what is hype us, what is like giving uh, energy, hope. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everything. Yeah, because we were suffering, like, okay, all. Oh, Every Balkan countries was happening, but most of all, Macedonia. <laughs> I can see. Yeah, that's oh, that's one thing about the Balkans where it's difficult to talk about the anything about the Balkans without venturing some sort of conflict, which have mm -hmm. had happened at some point in its history. And I think oh, more of my excuse the ladies they're just working <laughs> yeah i don't understand no worries yeah so uh, i think all my balkan episodes are going to be based on these sort of conversations where your interactions with your neighbors are going to be a really important part of um, just telling the story of yourself i think that's um, yeah. uniquely i think it's same for a lot of countries but for the balkans it's even more so 
Hmm. Interesting. So since uh, our next country is Albania, right? And then all yeah, your neighbors Albania. are done. So before Albania. we go on to, Al yeah, before we go on to Albania, I want to, uh, so just one point that I want to talk was like, the Greeks also have a Macedonia in Greece. It's called Southern Macedonia, the territories located in Greece, which mm -hmm. they claim to be like Macedonian. So do the people there also speak your language or are they like Greek people who say this place is called Macedonia? They are actually who speak, how to say, Macedonian, but in, like in interesting, like it's in a different dialect and... Uh, um i mean you can understand but not completely there is some very ancient words they used and um yeah they just these people nowadays they will say just they know the language because of the tradition not because they're macedonian mm. so yeah they are declaring themselves like greek right yes. so have you, you been to that part of greece hmm? Have you been to that part of Greece? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. Yes. It would be interesting to go around and see yeah, like, Macedonians who are not Macedonians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I visit Greece. It's very nice. Like a lot of Balkan, uh, all Balkan countries are go to Greece to summer or Bulgaria or Albania uh, because they have sea. We don't have. We have lakes. Mm. But they are coming also to our to us, and every tourists are welcomed. Like uh, like also when we will when we will go, we'll, when we go and when they will come they come. It's um, like completely we are hospitable. They are hospitable, kind, and positive. Yeah. Are there a lot of Indian tourists that come to Macedonia? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, I really. Saw yes there are not so many of course but they are and they are not coming just to visit macedonia like macedonia they are coming to visit more countries at once mm, like Balkans, right. and they also want to go to macedonia and uh, i will finish about albania i want to oh, we haven't started about place. albania <laughs> yeah, yeah we will talk about albania and after that i want to talk about something what you said what is macedonia unique and uh, yeah 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 let's okay, get fine. that point <laughs> cool 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 because we need to establish all this history to of course point yes. on what is macedonia so yeah. um let's before albania albania is an important point that's why i want to like clear off the other things on the checklist let's mm -hmm. talk about the ottoman influence in the balkans because the ottomans brought in a lot of um ideas they brought in islam mm -hmm. they brought in different style mm -hmm. of architecture they brought in a different language to the place and the balkans is very unique because of its ottoman influence five centuries is a lot of time that's like 10 generations have grown up in this ottoman sphere so how and that's what makes the balkans really interesting for me because it's this border between two civilizations where this christian european civilization meets the islamic mm -hmm. asian civilization yeah. and that makes the balkans quite uh, unique in every sense the way the people interact and the food there and the yeah. if, you, 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 the energy of balkan people is different <laughs> from the energy of other europeans you can immediately 
kind of feel it. And this, yeah. I, <laughs> and I, I like the Balkan energy. I'm a, I like my Albanians. I like my Serbians. They're like really, mm-hmm. really interesting people. And Albanians, they like, if they, if they don't like something, they'll say it to your face, like, fuck you. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's much better than fake friends and contacts. Exactly. Yeah, sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's the influence of the Ottomans according to you? Um, there is some big influence I can say like uh, um, there is a couple of words Turkish which uh, we also use it like in our language until now um, so there is also I, I can say we have similar food uh, similar uh, like also we drink Turkish coffee like I say mm. Turkish coffee like and uh, when I go to Greek there is like between Greek coffee, they have like actually conf- conflict about the coffee, which like oh, really? Greek or yes or Turkish, and um, the baklava as well. Which oh, baklava. Baklava, baklava yeah, is. I, I think uh, it's the greatest contribution of Turkey to the world. <laughs> yes, I mean, I I will not say oh my god, it's Turkish or Greek, but actually because Turkish people were like conquering five centuries so we have a lot of Turkish influence in in Macedonia we have also very famous this is actually a great point um Skopska Charsia it's actually bazaar it's uh-huh. the second uh bazaar after that in Istanbul which is mm. Turkish Grand bazaar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the second, like the first in Europe, it's Istanbul, the second is Macedonia. Wow. And there's like you feel the history there, like nothing is changed, nothing is wow. changed. Like there's a lot of little shops, bakeries, places for food, places where people working, repairing watches, doing some doing clothes, like uh, it's so cute and I like it and it's so international. And every time, it doesn't mean what uh, part of, um, this, like, which season you will go to visit. It's interesting. And it keep that spirit of history, uh, which uh-huh. I really respect that. Um, and there is also a hammam. Uh, it's, uh-huh, uh-huh. Place it's like where, a sauna. Like, In English, it's called yeah, a sauna, right? Women. Yeah, yeah. yeah women were... Uh, uh like uh doing bed there uh-huh. it's and, like a steam uh, bath um, for yeah, people yeah. because uh, this, the concept of a hammam is very uh, foreign to people like us from the mm-hmm. indian okay. subcontinent because we don't have that and mm-hmm. I, I thought why do people want to get sweaty mm. like why okay. <laughs> because that is our climate every day for me a hammam is the street in India. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand so, that we yeah. have the same problem with the weather. Same. Uh, so actually, when a uh, uh, woman get married, wants to get married, actually uh, her the parents and the co no the mother and uh, the aunts of the side of the man, her future husband, they're going together to Hamam. She, to see her body like if she has really? some like flaws yes because this is important for the to see the healthy how healthy is this woman 
about like the future children and everything. Oh my god! Uh, and to wash herself, uh, herself there, helping her wash herself. So it's kind of strange, but yeah. It's like, imagine the scene. Like imagine my mom and my aunt checking out the girl I'm going to marry. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. naked, and they're like, hmm, you know, a little bit. <laughs> yeah like, yeah exactly like female objectif- objectification by other females and it's completely yeah. all right I'm yeah like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of strange and it's I I, I I i don't know it's it's a really awkward position yeah if you're I a agree. girl isn't it it's like <laughs> the guy that you like her his mom is checking you out like oh <laughs> She's like, eh. like yeah for like actually the mom it's the first one who is checking you that's your mom um yeah so it's actually what they were doing there they were cleaning themselves um but actually this is more related to the rich families um that time Uh, so you only get objectified if you're rich Kinda, yeah, yeah, because no, everybody can um, allow. Uh, not everybody was allowed to do that. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, and but this is something what Turkish people were doing, not Macedonian or Balkan countries. And um, there is also legendary in this place in Hamam, which uh, one Asha, the termin of. Uh, people turkish people like okay. daughters, i don't know say, uh, don't right, know. Like, like, yeah like a sultan uh, like, in, in yeah a way, sultan right? is the first <laughs> oh, like, first okay but she's yeah. like a minister yeah 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 okay right, right. and uh, his daughter actually her killed herself because he didn't allow to, to marry some guy and that's why he he killed herself in this hammam, I think. So he rebuilt it or something, or he did because of her. I don't understand, but it's still some like family issues and uh, family this story. Is, this is the second time you told a story of somebody getting killed because of <laughs> a marriage issue. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a theme. That's such a recurring theme when you talk about um, yeah, same actually after the Alexander Makedonsky after his death, uh, the same drama like um, people need to like imperators need to get married to to the enemy so they can have some good relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Interesting. Interesting. The tradition like this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Ottoman influence. So let's go to Albania. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, uh, from what I read, your number one minority community is Albanians. I think you have a really large number of Albanians living in Macedonia. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So like, unfortunately, we don't have like, um, I don't know how it's called in English when you will check how many people which Census. Census. Uh, it, it, no, no, no. We Yeah, we had... But it was stopped or something like this. I don't remember. It was last year. Yeah, we don't have we don't have official numbers yet. Um, so the last num- the last statistics statistics say that we have 
around 22% Albanian people in Macedonia. Mm -hmm. And actually, okay, coming back from the history, in 2001, we had war, like conflict in front, like between Macedonian and Albanian people started in the uh, north and the west cities mm -hmm. uh, when Albanian people started to attack uh, terrorists actually they were terrorists they started to attack police and uh, army Macedonian army if I may if I may clarify so these Albanian people are not Albanians from Albania but Albanians living in Macedonia yes Correct? living in Macedonia they were started okay. to come to uh, moving to Macedonia like uh, the end of 19th centuries um so actually they wanted rights and um <clears throat> and it started like conflict which was war start, it lasted around 10 months i think mm -hmm. uh or one year um a lot of macedonian people died we were waiting nato to help us and uh, this is how actually it ends NATO came, they took all the weapons from the Albanians and the terrorists, but yeah, there is a lot of victims Ooh. who, like, nobody actually um, was, like, everybody forget about that, to be honest. And uh, What did then, the Albanians um, want? I mean, what, what was the demand, the Albanians who were uh, living in? Uh, they wanted their rights, for example, the cities, like Tetovo is the city where a lot of Albanians live there, more than Macedonian. Just big difference, I can say. And uh, it started like this, and it's following with the idea of big Albania, as I told you earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, Kosovo, like, okay, Kosovo now, it's independent, like a country, Kosovo, Albania, and Macedonia. So, yeah. It was 2001st, then we have 2015, it was attack, terroristic attack in Kumanovo, it's same, like uh, on the north, um, city of Macedonia and 40, 70 terrorists attack uh, army, just I think one civil person died, mm -hmm. last a couple of days, uh, yeah, so after that, we, of course, we like made a contract and uh, we give more and more uh, rights to Albanian people. And they, the second official language in Macedonia is Albanian. Oh, okay. and, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, I, I think it's too much to, to go to the that point that you give like official language to the people who are not even i can say because a lot of people moved from macedonia including albanians to europe uh i won't say that there are 20 maybe they're like 15 percent or 14 i don't know but um, but still to give like official language it's too much in every institution everything it's in macedonian and albanian as well every website institution names yeah so, like so, this. so if I'm in your capital, Sope, if I go to the railway station, everything will be written in Albanian and Macedonian? Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this is not finished completely, of course, but um, it is, um, it, it's, it's moving forward. It's moving mm. forward. 
it's no like you can notice and yeah yeah interesting uh, yeah then a lot of albanian people they don't even know macedonian language because how do you guys communicate they, between each other we don't communicate because um albania are just with albanians albanians people who live in macedonia they are completely different albanians in albania uh, albanians here are muslims in macedonia in albania most of them are catholics even orthodox and right. different like when i i was trying to like to say some basic words to my two albanian friends here they were like oh we said quite different you know and i'm like oh my god really i didn't know that and um it's actually they get offended for example into albanian people in albania my friends if i say shiptar which is actually albanian person they will not get offended but in macedonia this is offending word like it's it's i don't understand that part because they to each other they called like this but we are not allowed to call like this yeah um if i may ask you said you don't communicate with albanians i didn't quite understand so for example if i'm an albanian from macedonia mm-hmm. i come mm-hmm. to uh your capital but i don't mm-hmm. speak macedonian how do i communicate with other macedonians english, <laughs> english. yeah like if you are sorry if you're albanian coming yeah. to macedonia um the albanians living in macedonia you, t- you told mm-hmm. some of them t- don't speak macedonian So how uh-huh. do they communicate with other Macedonians? Okay, so yeah, of course, Albanian most of all, like because a lot of institutions have Albanian and in administration as well, Albanian people who talk and even some Macedonians because of the work and even every uh, I can say job offer, it's like um plus if you know Albanian language, this is how you will get the work because there's albanian people asking for help no not understanding macedonian and so on so yeah a lot of institution policy as well they have albanian people so do you speak albanian so how do you no. how would you as radmila terzic communicate with an albanian a Macedo- uh, from macedonia when if he comes to talk to you or if she has, if she wants to like ask for directions to go to the restaurant how do you guys talk uh, they try to speak macedonian they try to speak macedonian but also i have a lot of albanian friends who speak fluently macedonian like uh, mm. they don't even like when they ask them they don't even hang out with albanian guys they are most with macedonian because they were like there's regions you know areas when you know just there's little albanians there are more albanians there so right. people yeah so it's like this but yeah interesting And they or maybe i think most of them they because they got the right of official language they're pretending they don't understand macedonian mm. they they want you to adapt to them not uh they to us change because you're living in macedonia if i wanted to live in albania i would be grateful to learn albanian language because it will help me with my life yeah okay. it's it's it, it's quite interesting in the sense i'll i'll, I'll give you a contrast to the indian perspective mm-hmm. because i speak a language which 
is like Al- Albanian in India. Only very few people speak it. So, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, so what we do is, if I want to go to like the majority, so for example, Hindi, which is like Macedonian in India, where majority okay. of people speak it, especially in the north side. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to communicate with that person in Hindi because my Hindi is very rudimentary. I don't know a lot. So what we do is we speak in English between each other because that's there's a neutral um, a neutral social, like general language mm-hmm. that we use to communicate. So we kind of feel that if we start to speak in Hindi too, which is a language of the uh, majority people, yes. we kind of lose our uh linguistic identity in my part of india it's not very much we don't we're not very strong on it but there's other mm-hmm. states where they're like no we will not speak hindi we will speak our language and we will speak english at like the neutral language which is which we are able to communicate with other people and the the indian government did in our history try to make hindi like the main national official language but the problem with that is if you look at jobs in the government, for example, you said there are Albanian jobs and uh, I mean, sorry, you need to know Albanian and Macedonian yeah. and it's an advantage for you. So the thing is, yeah, yeah, yeah. if there wasn't that, uh, if you make one language, the official language in a country, which has a lot of different people, what it does is people who are born in an Macedonian family would always have an advantage in getting those jobs based on the linguistics training that they get as a kid from their parents but me as an Albanian I would have to go to some school learn it I had to try really hard so what happens is all those really secure government jobs will disproportionately give more opportunity to uh, Macedonians than to Albanians maybe that I'm not very sure on the political historical aspect of this but a lot of conflicts that I have noticed have come from this line other example would be Sri Lanka, where there's mm-hmm. the Sinhala-speaking majority and the Tamil-speaking minority. And almost the entire reason for that war was based on this particular thing, where mm-hmm. the majority community kind of made it the opportunities less based on the language that you spoke. So in India, we are kind of lucky in the sense that we got colonized and everybody more or less speaks English. So there's this general language that we can communicate to but Mm. we are very careful when people say okay this language should be the official language and everyone should start speaking and we're like uh no fuck you we will communicate but Mm -hmm. you try to make one community's language the only language that opens up opportunities for jobs and for social mobility in a general sense it is very dangerous in that sense so it's quite interesting that the Albanian language has been incorporated to the Macedonian government structure. So after that, how has the situation been? Has there been any conflict or is everything quite peaceful? Of course, because like they got the right of the language, uh, but you know, like when you see that you can gain something easy or with conflict, you are trying to ask more and more. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, before, like, I told you, there are cities where Albanian people, they don't, didn't live there, but now I can say that there are 
um, like almost everywhere they started to to go like to hang out in the center in the Skopje in the places they never have been before um actually like everywhere you go you see albanians people um yeah. it's kind of it's tangent between us like i can why? say because why Albanian, uh, because uh, these people are like they're not the same like albanian in albania like i was shocked when i saw like here there is great people i mean i like them and we communicate great but albanians and macedonia are aggressive and uh, they are most of them are like i don't want i will not say all of them of course there's a, uh, of course like i told my friend i have friends from Alba albanian um they are more aggressive they are um, how to say very it's very difficult to find your own language, like not only the language, but own language, like to talk, to understand to each other. They always want to, to do some conflict, to make, start a fight and uh, to argument, to, uh, to argue, to, and uh, like, if something they don't like it, it's not, it's very rarely when somebody will be calm, will be patient with you, and so on. Yeah. Unfortunately, the situation is like this. I'm saying honestly. Interesting. Completely honestly. Yeah. It's um. How to say? Mm. I like I, if I'm, I I I can call I can like do a paddle with the Russian example there, Russians of like the European part, the Slavic Christian Russians are mm -hmm. kind of um, are kind of insecure when the Russians from the Caucasus kind of exert their identity, mm -hmm. and there's this us versus them mentality, which I kind of noticed with the Russians who were like. Sasha Mashakasha Slavic Russians yeah. and the other Islamic, well, not yeah. just Islamic, like Russians from the Caucasus. They say you, they kind of describe them in kind of the same light you describe them. They're like they're very not level-headed. They are easily prone to conflict. They are different. There's no common language. Are all the the same way you describe the situation with Albanians? The same way I heard some Russians describe the situation with the uh the people from the caucasus mm -hmm. in india mm -hmm. we kind of have india is too diverse to say we in a general sense but in general i'd say we kind of have that sort of thing with muslims where the majority hindu population kind of feels insecure when the muslims start exerting their religious attire when they start opening businesses in new areas mm. when they start doing all these things so i kind of feel your thoughts are very um, common when a majority community which is in your case macedonian yeah. see a minority community which is in this case albanian start to exert themselves in the sense and mm -hmm. i think it's common in india it's common in russia i think it's common everywhere 
and the same way you described the Albanians is so common in the in for me how Russians just describe the Caucasian people and yeah. how Hindus describe the Muslims because in some parts of India we'd say the same thing like these people are very aggressive you you can't trust them they take money and they don't give it back all those mm-hmm. stereotypes yeah. kind of yeah. um kind of uh, uh, it's like a spiral it just starts and it just sucks you down so it's mm-hmm. quite interesting to see this uh, dynamic in the macedonian situation with albanians and i think if you go to albania there'll be like a minority there and all the albanians are going to be like mm, you have to be careful with those people and it, it's so <laughs> common it's it's so common it's it's not a macedonian thing it's not a russian thing it's not an indian thing i think it's like a human thing where when you see a, a, another when you're the majority group and you see a minority subgroup exert themselves and don't completely assimilate to your way of thinking, your way of living, you kind yeah. of see them as a threat. Threat in the sense, not a direct threat, but as something to yeah. be careful like of. This. Yeah, 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 right. Completely, yeah. It's like this, I don't want to be like this, of course, but it is what it is. It is what it is. True, true, true. Maybe like I'm pretty sure there's like uh, some Russians are going to be like, ooh, those Indians, you got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> they make delicious food. I <laughs> <laughs> listen to some really good music. <laughs> so, yeah. That is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that is dangerous. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. So um, let's talk more about Albania because mm-hmm. uh, Albania is like the. Kosovo. Let's talk about Kosovo and Albania because Kosovo was the last okay. major conflict to have happened in uh, the Balkans in the yeah. 1990s, and mm-hmm. a lot of bad things happened, like you know, Solzhenitsyn. Oh, what's the name of that? Sarajevo, not Sarajevo. Was it Sarajevo? Where that um, massacre happened? Was it Solzhenitsyn? Oh yeah, 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 Sarajevo? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of these kind of ethnic conflicts kind of boiled and exploded in the 1990s. Yes. And I think we need to put some context into that. So can you talk about the history of Yugoslavia? Because mm-hmm. Macedonia was also part of Yugoslavia. And then kind of go from there and then finish with the con- conflict of the 1990s. Okay. So, yeah, Macedonia entered Yugoslavia in 1963, um, like a Republic of Social Macedonia, Socialistic Republic of Macedonia. And this uh, time, actually, it, the leader, Josip Brostito, mm-hmm. uh, like being the communism in Macedonia, spread the communism in Macedonia, um, there are like two sides of the this uh, the two perspectives of you if you ask my parents for example and they will like talk with about yugoslavia with just positive uh like mm. positive experience like oh my god we were in yugoslavia yugoslavia everything was peaceful we had good salaries the borders were open we don't need passports we can go for shopping i don't know to Montenegro, we can like uh, go to vacation to Montenegro without any problems. Everything was connected, the transport, the trade, same was open. 
and uh, they were living good. Uh, it was cheap, good quality, and uh, it was like same uh, the time. Um, uh, Raghunila, I, th I think the connection just went a little bit bad. Let's just wait for a second. Oh yeah, sorry for the interruption. A small technical error happens. So you were talking about how your parents were thinking Yugoslavia was much better. So please continue. Yeah, it's like the same when you like the Soviet time. Same like when you ask some some old or okay, not say old, but uh, older generations, they will be like, oh, it was great quality. It was cheap. It was it is same situation like Yugoslavia. But the other hand, we had um, the problem with our like uh, autonomy, I mean, independency, like uh, because we wanted to be different, like uh, to get our in independency as a country. Um, and nobody supported that, which is kind of, yeah, it's frustrating after a long, long time of trying to get your, uh, to get uh, independent to be like independent country. And uh, we did that actually at uh, the day of independence, 8th of September, 1991. Uh, like uh, we were like, we uh, were out from Yugoslavia and- I mean, uh, everyone was out from Yugoslavia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yes, so, we finally could, could you could you could you list the countries of Yugoslavia just for the listeners? The countries uh, of the... Macedonia, Serbia, uh, Montenegro, Croatia. I I think Slovenia too, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah. Yes, 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 correct. Yeah, these countries. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, so could, could you explain why it collapsed just from what you know? Why did Yugoslavia collapse? Oh, so uh, why? Um, it was like nobody wanted, like, because uh, the, the capital of Yugoslavia was Belgrade, which is mm -hmm. uh, capital of Serbia. And nobody wanted Serbia to have uh, that kind of, um, how to say, own interests um, to spread to other countries as well, other Balkan countries. And uh, everybody wanted to get uh, independent by their own. And uh, actually, um, I don't, uh, because um, I, don't, I didn't um, study that part of, with Yugoslavia, so I can say some arguments more than because the countries wanted to get in to be independent, like Macedonia, right. for example. Yes. Right. Because everybody's right. in a positive way about Yugoslavia. You know, somebody of them, I don't know, talk about Tito, they have picture of him. Mm. Uh, yes. And there are a lot of, actually, Macedonian who, because of... Uh, Yugoslavia and the influence of Serbia, they speak Serbian, they like, uh, they're very Serbian fans, like, they love Serbia, they respect Serbia. 
I think influence in Serbian culture and uh, yeah in Macedonia. I forget to mention that earlier. I think Yugoslavia was. Um, I think it was a really interesting project, something like the Soviet Union, where all these different mm-hmm. countries kind of came together, adopted communism, and it was going quite decently well in terms of keeping all these people together until the collapse in 91. And could, could you talk about what happened after the collapse? Because that is one of the one of the recent worst uh, conflicts in Europe until now. <laughs> Yugoslavia was like the never again conflict won't happen in Europe ever again. And then last Thursday happened. So oh, could you explain the 90s? Yeah, actually, the, that time, actually, Macedonia uh, with uh, the president, Kiro Gligorov, um, the first president of Macedonia, um, Macedonia started like own country. Then they uh, entered um, UNICEF. Uh, like from 19, 19th, actually, we're like, it's open question about Europe Union until now. Um, a lot of um, like uh, spots you need to solve so to enter European Union. Uh, NATO, we entered NATO almost two years ago. I think Mm. uh, North Macedonia, I mean, sorry, I think think NATO calls it North Macedonia, was the last member to join NATO, isn't it? Yeah. As of now. Okay. I, I think About, I think yes, yes. Yeah. I think a lot of right. people in Russia would like that to be the same situation continuing <laughs> on. <laughs> I know. I understand yeah. that it is like it is. Um, no, uh, uh, what about the conflict? What was the reasons for the conflict in the 90s? 19s. Mm. Uh, I would start okay, so it was actually um, I remember, like, when I talk about 90s, I will say about um, the conflict with uh, Albania, with Albania people. We started in 2001, which is very after uh, two years of independence of Macedonia. So this is the conflict um, I already mentioned. Uh, I, I'm talking about the whole of Yugoslavia, not just Macedonia, because... It, uh, could you give some context on why the conflict happened after the Yugoslavia fell or mm. the dissolution of Yugoslavia? It was something like betrayal of Serbia and uh, his, um, um, how to say, uh, leader, mm-hmm. uh, Slobodan Milosevic. Mm-hmm. It's called like this when it was some pact and uh, some very secret um, um, power sharing. Yeah, yeah, pact. yeah, yeah. With uh, some with the uh, USA and all of that stuff, and uh, and a lot of powerful people actually uh, were betrayals of uh, Yugoslavia. And uh, this is how actually conflict started. Uh, I, I told you that I, it was something I read long time ago because still there is some, um, some people who are in the 
prison in uh, fuck in Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, hack, sorry. Uh, so they. Uh, For war crimes, which happened yeah, yeah, during yeah, the yeah, yeah. Balkan still conflict. Like, yeah, it's It's still like process of listening. Oh, right, right. Who, who it's which fault and all of that stuff and uh, yeah. Mm. But for others like Slobodan Milosevic from Serbia, they see it's um, like heroes. So for somebody, it's betray uh, the country because sign a pact against uh, Serbia and other countries. So uh, I don't have some other additional additional and more details about the conflict, right. um, but. Yeah, it 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 will be also interesting for me to remind and to see if there's something new and something uh, discovered this couple of years, and uh, I will send it to you. Maybe it Perfect. will be interesting. That would be cool. That would help me yeah, for that... other episodes with Balkan states because all Balkan states, some way or the other, yeah. have been affected. And from what I read, uh, Macedonia was the only. Uh, Yugoslavian post-Yugoslav state where uh, physical war didn't happen like no blood was shed during the the, when Yugoslavia fell so you're lucky because most other countries had some sort of conflict which happened at that point of time Hmm. we had actually course like our like um, like fixed course like this is kind of monetary police of uh, Macedonia like our mm-hmm. euro, it's sixty one point five, and that's it. Denari, denari, the course of the currency of um, Macedonian are denari. Denari, so okay. Point five, it's one euro, and because one of euro. this, yeah, we don't okay. even have some, I don't know, problems financial in the two thousand eight, two thousand seven. It was not easy, but not uh, disaster. Right. And um, in case of the young Macedonians like you, Mm -hmm. do you guys emigrate out of Macedonia more to other European countries or do you like stay more in Macedonia? What do you guys want to do when you are like a young, ambitious Macedonian like yourself? You to be ambitious Macedonian in Macedonia, it's so hard to be honest. Uh, and this is like why nobody wants to enter Europe Union because this is the way faster how everybody will move from Macedonia and go to Germany, to other European developed countries. And there is a lot of Macedonia in Germany as well. Um, so you're yes. saying nobody wants to enter European Union? They don't want that? Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Who don't want that? The people or the politicians? The the people, the people don't want to enter the European Union. Yeah, most of them they don't want because this is way like you will get the European passport and that's all. You will go to another country. Isn't that you don't... good in the sense it offers you more financial opportunities if you were to go to a Eurozone country than if you were to just stay but in Macedonia? Well, uh, 
like it will happen same like Greece, for example, the prices, the electricity and all of the bills will increase, not same uh, in the same trade, like the seller is unfortunately. Um, and uh, Europe, you know, European standards are like, we are far away from European standards. And um, Europe, uh, I don't know, like in the other hand, Europe, they are like, they, it's old thesis that uh, European, they don't want a lot of Muslim people to be the part of European Union. Macedonia right. is only, but you, yeah. And we have like, our, let's say around 20% of Albanian people in our country. And the second point is that it's, it's, a co co um, it's different than the first one that actually they want different nationalities and, and um, religions, but they, it will be in more, uh, it will put bigger accent not not only Albanian language to be official language, but a lot of more actions uh, with Albanian people rights in Macedonia because uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interrupt. So, so you're saying getting into Europe mm -hmm. would mean you have to make more concessions for the Albanian population who are living in Macedonia. Hence yeah, the new changes, the new things mm. will I search about that and uh, see more points of view. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's like a double-edged sword. Europe will offer more opportunities economically, free movement, mm -hmm. you can work there. Yes. But people will there be a mass migration of young people. Uh, you have to give more rights to your minority community to be like according to European standards and the price of all services would naturally increase if you do join Europe. Am yeah. I correct? Uh, did I understand correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. So in that sense, it's a double-edged sword. You, you guys have to like do a cost-benefit analysis of joining Europe and really make a um, decision of what you want. That I, I didn't think of it like that. I didn't know. I, I, I thought like join Europe. It's like, yeah, but it's not yeah. quite so because... Mm, there yeah, one some... of the things was to change our name. Like it didn't start that good. We had to change our name to North Macedonia, of course. And everybody now knows us like North Macedonia. Some people they think that we are happy with that. It's like, oh, you show respect to this person you call North Macedonia because they wanted to change their name. We didn't want to change the name. It's right. like uh, briefly explain how that happened, how the change of name happened from the Republic of Macedonia to the Republic of North Macedonia? Uh, Greece, uh, you know, because Greece on the south, Macedonia, it's like it's north well, from north, actually from Greece, yeah. and yeah, that's why actually, oh my, but uh, this uh, territory, it's ours, like it was ours, so actually it's north, uh, it's not Macedonia, it's only north part of Macedonia, and that's why actually they um, they uh, they press Europe Union to give us this condition to change the name into North Macedonia. So, um, so Greece kind of likes it. If Macedonia wants to be part of Europe, they have to change mm -hmm. their name to North Macedonia because Greece has veto rights 
So yeah. I think all 27 members should agree if a yeah, new member agree. is to join the European Union. Hence, Greece kind of, you know, made you guys change your name. And, but most people weren't supportive of changing the name from... Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying you can't enter this club un- unless you wear white. And if I don't like to wear white, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it now. Yeah, yeah it's kind exactly. of like... Mm, it's kind of like forcefully doing it, but I don't know. So what's the future for Macedonia? Are you optimistic? Mm. Are you looking forward to it? What's your uh, ideal? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wanted also to talk uh, not only politic, history, economic, but I want to talk about Macedonia like a piece of land, small, tiny, but still very beautiful. I want to talk about tourism actually this is uh, the topic of my master this uh, master really? diploma yes about okay. tourism for country it's not like people to know macedonia as divided as um uh how to say um, punished and all of the suffered like suffered uh, we suffered a lot so I, I i want to put accent of macedonia of uh, the something nobody actually can change and the 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 landscapes the the mountains because we have a lot of mountains in Macedonia the lakes the national parks uh, the buildings um, the parks and uh, yeah this will be something I will um, I will make this analysis for like strategic plan about uh, the tur- tourism in Macedonia how send to it to me more. I, yes, I love to read it send it to me yeah it, yeah I started it will be it should be done uh, like um, April 2020. April, yeah. yeah, true. Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, I will search about that. I will analyze. I will like try. I will try my best to show the best uh, sides of Macedonia and uh, but, not only Macedonia, but the modern country as well. Maybe we can do like an addendum episode to the podcast on Macedonia where you show the top. 10 or top five coolest places in Macedonia and talk about it That's after your, that would be a good idea. After your research project is done in April, I think you would be more aware of it. And we can do like a 30 minute presentation of sorts. And you can show me yeah. like Macedonia, this beautiful sense. <laughs> and that would be quite interesting. But as a young person in Macedonia, you still haven't answered the question. Mm-hmm. How optimistic are you going forward? I am always optimistic, to be honest. That's why I want, like, I don't, I never had that idea to move from my country. I wanted to have, I, I, I had the idea to go to study in other countries, to gain experience. Um, education may work, like I was also in Germany, like work and travel in USA, maybe some other country, just for me. But I, I really want everybody to, think like me or most of them like I hope that but there is like you know Macedonian um, young people are oh my god I this work sucks like the first work they will work the first experience sucks and that means every like all countries sucks and we should go uh, and move to other country this is the like answer and uh, this is the only way of solving the problem their problem and I can say even the people who moved to Macedonia and they, they some of them, uh, after a couple of years, they say, I made mistake. 
why I didn't try it again? Uh, it, the people are not like Macedonian. Like if you have good job and uh, good salary in Macedonia, you, you will live great. I mean, every tourist, like I, I remember when I was returning to Macedonia for the holidays, there were a lot of Russian tourists and um, they were looking in the landscapes and from the plane, they were like, oh my God, this is nature, not rush. I mean, I was surprised with this comment. It's not from my mouth, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's very Macedonia undermasted country and the young people need to try more, to fight more for their right. Maybe they, okay, the education, it's not bad, not good especially the master degree it's not like especially for economics faculty it sucks mm -hmm. uh so yeah and the salaries and all of that stuff because um Macedonian labor uh, the salaries are low and everybody using that and they open offices from like in Macedonia from all around the world companies even I was working one year for one uh, British company. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, but that, that for me was great, that the salary I get, I mean, of course, and for them, it's nothing. And exactly. that's why they use that, use that like opportunity to, to save their costs, of course. And because Macedonians are very adaptive first people and mm -hmm. smart, I can say, and Macedonia, young people i can say 80 percent talk fluently english like uh, yeah will... i know i'm so happy my past few podcasts all the guests have been speaking fluent english and i'm like thank you jesus because <laughs> sometimes you get somebody who's not very fluent and i have to control the way i speak i have to be like Mm -hmm. talk slowly like water down the ideas sometimes even hesitate asking some really nuanced or difficult questions yeah. but with you i can be like one oh, open like nice. because yeah. for me i i think that i don't speak some great english but it's because uh i speak more languages i get always that like uh how to say uh, defending myself defending myself but i'm talking more languages guys of course i'm not fluent in english because yeah how, how, many, how many languages do you speak so you speak macedonian you speak serbian you speak yes. the dialect with bulgaria from your mom's side yeah yeah but it's still macedonian it's still so. macedonian okay let's not count that then you speak russian mm -hmm. you speak english yes so that's, that's four and i was German as well, but I forgot because oh. it was long ago. <laughs> okay, so four and a half, not bad, not bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I I always get envy, but I I speak five languages, so I speak half a language more than you. So I'm like, oh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just really great. Yeah, not my good side, but I would say I I'm more more like. There are people who are better maths than languages. So I'm that kind of person. Oh, you're a math, you're a math person. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I am the how do you say it? the if if this is like a normal math person, I'm like down here. <laughs> I don't see like, it. Yeah. You, you, you can't see me exactly. That's I'm like down here. That's my math. So <laughs> 
That's interesting. Okay. I didn't I didn't know you were a math person, but it's good. The world needs math persons. The Indian economy <laughs> is run on math people who speak shit English. So uh, <laughs> I, 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 we need people like that. Those. I'm not saying you speak shit English. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, uh, I think that's all the things I want to know. I just went through my checklist. I asked pretty much all the main questions I have to ask. Do you have anything else that you wanted to mention about Macedonia? Now's the time. Por favor. Uh, thank you so much for offering this opportunity to talk about my country. Uh, like uh, when I think I have this mission since I came here, like every professors already, they know me that I'm only Macedonian. They're like, and I'm trying my best to be, to ex- to be actually uh, the brand ambassador of Macedonian people in Sudan. Yeah, because yeah, and they see that I'm, trying my best to be good in my studies in the subjects really I love them I I, get, I have great support from my professors I'm really great. and that's been interesting part where um, I'm very here brave to talk in Russian in studies I I uh, give my point of view in Macedonia it was not like this even like I was talking my native language but I was always scared oh my god I will say right or wrong maybe mm. somebody will me because the professor there is big hierarchy uh, hierarchy uh, yes and you are like scared here no professor like we chat on whatsapp we chat on contact like it's um it's it, it's easy to talk with them they really when i talk they Just don't stay. think about me they're even supporting me they're asking me they're um they're like they to, uh, ask something uh, sometimes about Macedonia and the education, the language. So you can yeah, send them the podcast next time. They are sent on the podcast. <laughs> yes, know something from the next podcast, of course. But yeah, it was great um, talking to you. Thank you for the great questions. Uh, I hope that I answered them and you uh, get the main information from me. Uh, yes, but uh, uh, can I, can I... my point of view. So yeah. it's real, like um, it's not that what it is. It's just like point of view of a young person, let's say. Young about Radmila. <laughs> can I ask one question? Could you show me the notes that you made? I'm just so curious. Oh, they're on my phone actually, but I'm ah. using my phone. Oh, okay. Dude, like, I, I just had two people that actually prepared notes for my podcast. One was Ethiopia, and uh-huh. she was the daughter of the Ethiopian ambassador to Russia. So she yeah. had this big responsibility. Yeah. Don't say anything stupid. I am. I have to represent Ethiopia. <laughs> and the second person yeah. is you, and I'm, I'm really honored. I'm, I feel really uh, happy that you took it so seriously that you made your own notes, which is like... Um, a lot of show a lot of respect towards me and i really really appreciate that and i Mm -hmm. also make like notes about all the podcasts that i do and i hope Mm -hmm. i was able to cover like a lot of aspects of um macedonia and uh and i want to thank you for your time we went way past our time limit but i I, I can see my notes also there's actually four pages of word jesus christ (laughs) seriously yeah okay I'll s- send it to me i'll read it yes, i'll read it yes. i'll definitely read and it wow. I don't know how it's only for alexander makedonsky 
because wow. like I know it's like it, there's interesting stories about like how Macedonian went to India and uh, the Macedonian army was scared from the elephants because they saw yeah, elephants. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Indian imperator, they um, gift like some like 30 or 300 uh, elephants uh-huh. to Macedonian army as well, like a gift. Uh-huh. Uh, elephants were a big part of our army because, yeah. Wow. It, it, yeah. I think we should do the addendum. I mean, we should do the addendum, and we will. We should talk about this in the future. A thirty-minute small episode where we talk about like the tourist things in Macedonia. I think that would be yeah. quite good. Interesting for everybody. For everybody, yes. So, Radmila, once again, I'd like to thank you for your time. I like I like to thank you for the respect that you put into your work. I really appreciate that, and I really appreciate when people do their work really diligently and give a lot of respect to it towards it so i feel really honored and it was such an honor to have you it was such a pleasure talking to you i hope i can come to macedonia one day and uh, i'll hit you up in macedonia like yo i'm in macedonia <laughs> what should i order <laughs> well yeah t- thank you so much Radmila, and uh, i'll see you later of course have a great day bye bye bye, bye.